0: Hello again. This is iHeartRadio's Carol Miller from Q1043 in New York. This week, Alan Thompson and Nigel Pierce present a bit of real UK radio, an interview with longtime UK household name, Lionel Blair. Lionel Blair is a song and dance man, and he appeared in A Hard Day's Night.
1: Well, uh, our next guest is one of those people who's an absolute household name, truly legendary performer, made thousands of television appearances, and uh, most significantly for us, I think, um, was a, a part of A Hard Day's Night, the Beatles film which uh, celebrates its 50th anniversary today, um, or this year rather. It's a very warm welcome to Mr Lionel Blair. Hello, sir.
0: <laughs> nice to to you, 50th anniversary, I can't believe it. I'm only 21. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, dear.
2: I see you you haven't lost your sense of humour then, Lionel. I'm sorry? I said, I see you haven't lost your sense of humour. No, no. (laughs) Well, I was the person that spoke with you this morning. I must say, first of all, thank you for your you know for you giving us uh, your valuable
0: time I've got um, to tell you you're very quiet is that any better
2: that's better that's okay it's, it's just a little technical hitch just to say yeah. I'll start again uh, thank you very much for, first of all for you giving us your time I mean, my pleasure and um, as you're well aware we've made a special program to commemorate the 50th anniversary of A Hard Day's Night um, and obviously we want to discuss your part in it and, and how it came to be yeah. but I also understand from our research that um, you were an integral part of Blackpool Night Out and Big Night Out before. That's right um, Could you mind sort of would you mind telling us here um, how all this came about and how this led to your part in Hard Day's Night Well
0: I, I I was under contract to Thames Television and I used to do all Bruce's shows when he did them from Thames I did with Mike and Bernie and I did you know I, I did loads of shows and when Mike and Bernie's show, Big Night Out, came to London, their first guests were the Beatles. And I was on it. And well, I'd, I'd met them before because they'd done uh, Mike and Burney before. And uh, it was so funny because during the dress, uh, I saw camera rehearsal before the Beatles even arrived. Um, as you, I, I don't know if you know this, but Thames Television is on the Thames. So running next to the studio was a a river, and the Beatles had to arrive on a a boat because there were girls packed at the gates, and they had to come to the studio by river, and then there was a Rolls Royce to get them in it, to take them into the studio, and as they were driving into the studio, a girl escaped from the crowd and threw herself in the car.
2: You you wouldn't think that could happen, could you? Really? I you don't know how it.
0: she did it, but oh, we did laugh. It was very funny because we all were down at the pier to meet them and everything. There was the director, myself, and everything, and it was very funny. And um, they did the show and everything, and I, I, you know, I got very friendly with them, having had worked with them before. In fact, I think I'm in Paul's book.
2: Very good, that's a lucky
0: story Which is fabulous And they were talking about the film And before they'd arrived I had already been asked by Dick Lester If I'd just do a bit in the film So they, we were having lunch And I was with them And they said, do you know who's in the film? And I told them who was in it Wilfred Bramble, Victor Spinetti uh, John Justin, all these people And who else is I said, well I'm doing a bit in it I said, oh great And all oh, this was going on and
2: then we did the film. Um, obviously, I know that Richard's got some questions to come off that. But I mean, did you feel that obviously working with the Beatles on Big Night Out and Blackpool Night Out, etc., prior to doing your part in the film, made made it, shall we say, more probable that you would be in the film and that you? Well, under- yes,
0: because when they did Blackpool Night Out, which I did, and they said we'll we'll do Blackpool Night Out if Limor will do a routine to our new record which was help. So I invented a dance routine called The Kick, and they came up and they did it. And Brian Epstein loved The Kick, that he sent out a tour called The Kick Tour with the Everly Brothers, Cilla Black, and me and my dancers.
2: Well, that's a lovely plus for you. Uh, Which
0: was wonderful. And then after the show, uh, Brian said to me, or they said to me, how are you getting home? I said, oh, I don't know, I've got to wait till tomorrow morning. They said, well, we've got a private plane. And they let me go in their private plane and flew me home.
2: That's nice of them, wasn't
0: it? <laughs> back to throw. yes, it was fantastic.
2: Well, coming back to the film, I mean, obviously, Richard, maybe you can take up here. I mean, obviously, about Lionel's part and what does he remember? And you know, Well,
0: I, I mean, we just did it as well. It was when the Beatles were about to do the the Palladium. So I was there it's really in the back right with my dancers rehearsing and everything and with and between takes paul would go over to a piano and start playing and i think he created it was either eleanor rigby or yesterday and he was very and he wrote that while we were making the film incredible yeah
2: so now the song that you um, Featuring, of course, is uh, a dance, a sing and dance routine of "I'm happy just to dance with you." Uh, with, I don't remember <laughs> with um, pictures of large crawling beetles over the back and with. Oh yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, um, was it? shall we say a true reflection of what was happening around the Beatles and the well, TV studio? Were,
0: it was very funny because I'd said to Ringo. I said, oh, Ringo, you've been there. I said, I've been asked to do cabaret in Hong Kong. What's it like? And he said, honestly, Lama, I don't know. We're locked in our hotel room. We can't go out. And they were that big at that time. Well, like One Direction. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's been a... Since the Beatles, I think One Direction are the biggest group that would be unable to go out in the street.
2: That's fascinating after 50 years, isn't
0: it? Really. It was it's extraordinary, and they were a lovely group of boys. Funnily enough, individually, we talked and we would talk. When they were all together, they stuck together and would stay in the corner of a room. Or that that was then. But individually, I, whenever I was out and John was there, John Lennon, he, "Hello, Lionel, how are you?" And big hugs and everything. It was the same with Paul. It was the same with George. It was the same with Ringo.
2: So, really, they were a genuine, um, warm set of boys or guys. Absolutely wonderful. You know?
0: Absolutely uh, wonderful. And I'm not sure, but I don't think they... uh, they were into the tattoo bit, which I loathe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I and my colleague Richard beside me is going to ask the next question. We, we concur with you, Lionel. Yes,
1: that we do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was curious to uh, to know uh, how much of the film were you around w- when you weren't actually on screen? Oh, did you
0: only, only only there? We did it in a theatre a theatre that is no longer there in Charlotte Street called the Scala Theatre, right. and that's where we filmed it. It was an outside filming, you know, location filming. It wasn't in a studio.
2: Yeah, right. Did you have much, um, obviously, communication at all? Well,
0: after when the film was made, and I I knew the director and the producer very well, so when it was premiered in Liverpool, they invited me up. And I remember being at the town hall in Liverpool on the balcony with the Beatles and the crowds there cheering their heads off.
2: Well, I I know from other sources, Lionel, I can tell you that there was nearly 200,000 people there that night.
0: Oh, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable.
2: And, uh, obviously, um, we're looking from the future radio on the commemoration of the 50th years for a gentleman that's only 21. Please explain to me in miracle terms how you've managed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But... um, what do you feel now when you look back at the film? That it's fifty years since y- do you, you know I haven't
0: seen it for fifty years.
2: That's amazing.
0: So I wouldn't. Mm. I, I just they show clips of that scene occasionally, but I haven't, I haven't seen it since the premiere.
1: It, it, have you sort of almost I'd say consciously avoided it? But no, um, um, just just coincidence.
0: No, it was just coincidence. Yeah. Yes, I, I I did a film called The Magic Christian with Peter mm. Sellers. And Ringo was in it. Yeah. So I, I met him there. And then my dear friend, Alma Cogan, who was my best friend, she'd have parties and they'd all come to the parties. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as it went. Or we'd meet each other at parties or at, res- or at restaurants or things.
2: Elma Cogan, there's a name that comes from the
0: past, unfortunately. Yeah, she was my best friend.
2: L- lovely lady and a great singer, and I still remember...
0: Wonderful, wonderful. The lovely, gorgeous dresses she used to wear. Great sense of humour.
2: Well, anyway, obviously, yes, I'm still, still very much sadly missed, but did you, would you look back now, 50 years later, and see the significance of the Beatles, the music well, and the film? Well,
0: you know, it was, um, they were such a phenomenon. But um, I, I remember the scene when Ringo's on his own walking, you know, in the back streets of Liverpool and walking over things, and he was just a natural. And that's what they all were, natural. They were just being themselves.
2: And obviously very brilliant tunesmiths and songwriters oh, to boot.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. I remember they did a Blackpool Night Out, and it was the first time Paul did a solo, and I think he did yesterday. All my troubles seem to have... And he did it on his own. And the groups did other numbers. number. They, that, and at the end of it, John Lennon walked on with a bouquet and gave it to him.
2: <laughs> and very nice very nice touch yes. indeed. So, obviously, now, uh, I was talking to your lovely agent, Jenny, this morning. Jenny, yes. And she mentioned that you're going out t- tomorrow to see a special uh, premium... Of Zulu. Of Zulu, which at the time, if I serve my memory correctly... was co- 50 years. Yes, that's fifty years. It was at the time, possibly until a hard day's night, the most gross earning, earning film to come from Britain. War. Oh, how
0: funny! Really. Yes,
2: and well, um, what
0: happened was the director Sy si Enfield, and Stanley Baker, who was one of the producers and also in the film, came back from Africa, and they Stanley called me, who I knew. I said, "Lionel, you've got to see this film. The dancing in it from the Africans were just fantastic." and I'd love you to create a dance called the Zulu Stomp." And I created it for them. <laughs> and we went round schools and dance halls and everything, and Stanley would come too. And Shai Enfield's daughter, Sai is no longer with us, unfortunately, sent me an invitation and said, Lana, we'd like you to be part of it. How wonderful. Yes, I'm going tomorrow.
2: So you're going to a good night out then? You're going With for... my
0: wife, yes, we're going tomorrow.
2: So you're going for a London night out instead of a Blackpool night out? <laughs> So, I mean, obviously, but do you still? Um, are you, I mean, obviously, personally, are you still a great Beatles fan for their music and, and oh, what? They
0: were my favourite. My wife was a Rolling Stone fan, but I was uh, a Beatles fan, and still I are. I love their music. I just loved it.
2: I think the world are still Beatles fans, would you not agree?
0: Oh I think so, I now, think
2: so. Now summing up, obviously we've done this special with myself and Richard to commemorate the 50 years and obviously we've gone through the, 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 the album, the film and a lot of the tricks uh, and tribulations that they had. Yeah. Um, do you think, obviously first of all, that having it in black and white would have enhanced it or in this day and age been a little detrimental?
0: Oh no, I think it was great it was in black and white.
2: It's amazing. I, think, I feel the same.
0: I think it was great. I think, that, I think black and white, like the old black and white movies that you watch. And also, the sound was better than it is today. <laughs> I'm so tired of watching films or television saying to my wife, what'd they say? What did they say? <laughs> I don't know if you do that, but I do mm. it all the
1: time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yes. no. i
0: tell you a lovely thing about the Beatles. They weren't a jealous group of other groups. I remember one time we were driving back from Blackpool and I was in their car and we pulled up at some lights and there was another Rolls that pulled up next to us and the Rolling Stones were in it and it was, they just got their first number one and Paul wound down the window and went, congratulations, fantastic boys. Now that I thought was lovely. <laughs>
2: Well, it shows humility at, at, at a very high level, but Absolutely. also at a very low level as well. Because yeah, I it,
0: thought that was such a wonderful moment. I thought, I'll always remember that.
2: Well, obviously, the, the film A Hard Day's Night has sort of not only just passed into history, it's still very much relevant. I mean, yeah. but obviously you remember some of the other stars that obviously, sadly, are no longer here. John, I know. John but Junkin, Norman Rossington, and
0: yeah, etc. Oh, I knew Norman, though. Victor Spinetti was a great friend of mine. Uh, I, I knew Harry H, but not that well. Um,
2: so what about Victor Spinetti? I mean, You, you mentioned the gentleman there because he plays the highly stressed-out TV... That's um, right,
0: that's right.
2: <laughs> would you say that uh, that was um, largely um, unscripted, or was that in the script? Do you think so? That-
0: I think... <laughs> I wasn't there for... <laughs> excuse me, his scenes, but <clears throat> knowing Victor, I would think so. Victor was a wonderful, do you know anybody that worked with Victor always wanted to work with him again. He was one of those wonderful imaginative person, I would say, wonderful thing. He was fantastic.
2: And Well that's very kind, obviously he, he died not too long ago unfortunately, but obviously it's important, it's quite relevant actually you say that because he appeared in Help and A Hard Day's Night. Absolutely. Uh, and oh, they, Mist- they
0: wanted him in everything, <laughs>
2: yes. You know, and, uh, but obviously all these years, does your memory of that part that you played in what has become a classic film, it must still burn very proud within your career?
0: Well, it it does really. Um, I know that there was, I think, Dick Lester said, can you teach the boys some steps? And they didn't want to know about that. They didn't want to know about dancing at all. So I, I had nothing to do like teaching them to dance, not at all.
2: Do you um, Do you actually remember, I mean, obviously, some of the ladies you were dancing with at the time? Were oh, wa-
0: yes, one of them was Bernie Winter's wife, Ziggy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was Ziggy, Patsy, Frank Eiffel's wife. Uh, who else? And then my eighth name, another girl. Yeah, I vaguely remember the girls.
2: And obviously, as you say, the theatre is no longer there,
0: but... Um, the Scala.
2: Yes, it, 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 um, it, 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 it's long gone. It's just now consigned to history. Oh, yes,
0: it's... Wonderful restaurants
2: there. Now. I've never eaten there, Lionel, so that's uh, another one that you... You've don't. gone quiet again. I can't hear you. I just wonder what's happening. Can you hear us now? Now I can, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, it's just one of those things that, uh, you know, time... Memorial just erases things leaves photographs and memories in history absolutely um, and obviously with British film history I don't know if you know this but it's now been accredited as being the 88th best film ever to have come out of the British, uh, any You're British film kidding. studios no at uh, the top 100 A Hard Day's Night is the only musical film in that 100 how incredible. And uh, although it comes in a a very low 88 when you consider the Beatles' global career of having number ones all over the world, I actually think for a group that are not film actors and were only obviously caught to be a passing phenomenon, have actually turned in a film that is 88th of all-time British great films.
0: Oh, how wonderful. I'm thrilled to be... What was that wonderful line when, uh, I think, George Harrison said, a woman said, ''What do you call that haircut?'' And he said, Alfred or Bertie. I call it Arthur. I call it Arthur. That's right.
2: And I like the other, I like the other line, Lionel, where they say, how did you find America? said, so Lennon said, turn left at Greenland.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, look, as I say, I, um, all I can say is I, I hope that uh, we here at Future Radio... Uh, I hope you've uh,
0: I've uh, helped uh, you. I hope I've said things you wanted to hear.
2: Yes, but I hope also that we've brought back a few memories
0: um, Yes,
2: you have. that uh, obviously are important to you. Oh, no,
0: yes. But, they're even more important now than what you've said.
2: But also, they're so, so important to the many legions of fans I know. of the Beatles all around the world and obviously, I think Richard's going to say a couple of things to finish off with regarding okay. the um, the re-release and everything because he's going back into the cinemas and everything else. So that, oh, how funny. There, there is a big programme and that's one of the reasons why Richard and I have done this uh, the, uh, special it's going to digitize when well, you take over is it
1: yes it's being re-released in cinemas uh, across the uk and also uh, in america so um How funny. <laughs> How funny. and uh, at the time w- were you ever uh, thinking to yourself my my goodness we're, we're part of something special no no
0: <laughs> no you whatever you do you you don't uh, yeah. think like that um I remember when I did, the first time I did Give Us a Clue, mm-hmm. we were only going to do six. And it, we ended up doing over a thousand in 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, isn't it? You know, which is incredible. Yeah. And you go, I can't believe that. And yes, you know, you just don't think this is going to be, oh, remembered for a life. You just don't know
2: it's amazing really um how these things sort of come about isn't it
0: it's like the zulu thing i mean it's just incredible i have no idea i'd have to try and remember steps from the zulu stomp
2: (laughs) (laughs) well that's uh, that's another claim to fame and history that you have in in should we say british cinema
0: absolutely i'm so pleased to be part of it but also i'm i'm glad i'm still here
2: Yes, so are we, but also, uh, and I and I mean that from the bottom of our heart. We're very Thank glad. You. But also, I mean, Richard was going to say um, about the digitised soundtrack, isn't it? Because all, all the soundtrack, the film has been remixed. It's been it's been. Is it really? Yes, um, and the soundtrack has been given um, a, a new treatment. They haven't changed the arrangements, wow. and it's coming out as a three DVD set on Blu-ray. Oh my God! So once again, uh, uh, Lionel, you're going to be the darling of many young fans. <laughs>
0: hope so. I mean, I've got to tell you, you know I did Celebrity Big Brother. Mm. Well, that gave me a young audience. Now this will happen again. <laughs>
2: well, that's all, all power to you. And obviously we here at Future, because we are a, a young and an independent-sounding station, um, yeah. you know, one of the things that's absolutely delighted us is that, not oh, so Richard, that uh, we're hopefully bringing you to a new, wider audience. Well, in that what would you, be wonderful. You know, the what is... Uh, Shall we say, your normal path, if you understand what I mean?
0: <laughs> yes, well, there you go.
2: And I just wonder, but obviously, I know you've given us a lot of time, when was the last time you were in Norwich?
0: Uh, I was in Norwich, oh, about five years ago. I, I toured in a show called Simply Ballroom. and, and was, In fact, I did the first pantomime in Norwich when they changed it and repainted it and everything. And Peter... Uh, what it took over?
2: I don't know. You've lost me. That one. The you... man who's
0: taking. Yeah, and, and I did Cinderella
2: um, up there. And what part did you play?
0: Buttons. Nice. Right. I was Buttons. So that in it... Cinderella, and it was so successful that they uh, asked me back the following year.
2: And I, I and I trust that you came. I did well there we go yeah. um now one other little thing that does not doesn't i'm very pleased to point out i remember your appearance in the tv uh, special of the plank oh yes now can you please tell us here but i mean i remember you getting all that red paint on your tie yes. and bernard cribbins dubbing oh it
0: yes yes bernard cribbins i'll tell you a funny story i used to wear contact lenses and I knew what was going to happen, and uh, there was the knock on the door, and I opened the door, and they painted me with paint. Well, the paint went on my lens, and we had to stop shooting. They had to go and get me a new lens, because I couldn't see. Ah, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah.
2: Perhaps that's why the look of when the paint and he dabs it on your face is so real. Because yes, it was. <laughs> I bet you had great time. For, oh, that
0: for, was wonderful. That was that was great. That was, Jimmy Edwards was in it, and... Of course, Jimmy and I did Doctor in the House together, a tour of that. Yeah. So I knew him and I knew Eric, of course, and I, I did a show with Bernie Cribbins, so I knew them all.
2: Well, that's wonderful, and I think it makes a, a wonderful sort of add-on to this Hard Day's Night yes. interview that we're doing today. Um, it just shows the scope, shall we say, the depth of your talents and, and where you've managed to yes. um, make your mark, which I, think, yes. you know, which I think is absolutely wonderful.
0: It's, it's incredible. And, and to top it all was working with Sammy Davis Jr., you know, Royal Command Performance. That That's wonderful. Right.
2: Well, I'm going to say, first of all, um, from my own point of view, thank you very much. I'm going to leave Richard to tidy up. Um, but uh, we've got a wonderful interview, and uh, I can, all I can say is from my own thank you for what you've done and in being involved with the Beatles. Thank you
0: very much indeed.
2: And thank you for your time today. Uh, you very we're, welcome. we're very appreciative, and I'll leave the last words with Richard. Oh.
1: Well, we, yes, we are. I'm, I'm just going to second what Nigel said, really, and we really appreciate your time and uh, your insight into A Hard day's night and beyond.
0: Not at all. It's my pleasure and my best regards to all the people in, Notting- in Norwich, which well, I loved.
2: Well, what we will do, because um, I know we've we sort of discussed it off air, we'll get you a disc copy of the that interview. That would be wonderful. And we'll also give you a disc copy of the programme that we've done. Thank you. So that you can put that into your archives. I hope that finds favour with you.
0: Thank you very much indeed.
2: It's been a real pleasure, Lionel. Nice to
0: talk to you. And
2: uh, long may it continue.
0: Please, God, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Nigel Pierce, talking to the legendary Lionel Blair. More for you next time on UK Radio.